Welcome back to Push Push, a girlfriend's guide to F1. I'm Danielle Davis. I'm Shannon Kessler. And we are very excited to be back in Shannon's closet talking all things F1. Yes, we record from Shannon's closet. (laughs) We do. That's where all the dreams come true. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. And you guys, Shannon is going to be driving the bus on this episode because she has done all the homework. She understood the assignment. I did. And she did all the research on Turkey. This track, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was uh, not sure that I was going to be very excited for the Turkey Grand Prix. However, <laughs> I think it's called the Turkish Turkish it, Grand Prix. All, all my searches were Turkey Grand Prix. <laughs> that makes it sound like it's on Thanksgiving. And now that I say it, it makes me want a sandwich. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like, does it come with uh, lettuce cram- and tomato, <laughs> cranberry sauce and a side of dressing? I, I, I'm, I mean, you did the research, so, you know, but we'll get into that. Okay, we will. But before we get into this race, what did you do off the grid this week, Danielle? Off the grid. It's fitting that we are in a closet right now because I've probably spent the last time since we recorded cleaning out my closet my friend's closets I've been doing a lot of a lot of closet work (laughs) a lot of work and closet work I've been this is a a passion project of mine I love f1 cleaning out closets and reality tv so that's so funny because I do clean out closets for people and I don't want to do my own so I'm I'm inviting you to come in and and run a gamut here I would love to (laughs) I clean out my own closet like it, so I clean out my closet when I feel a little anxious. Yes. Welcome into my psyche. But I do it. Um, it's like a, a it's like a calm in the storm. If my closet is organized, then I can come back. You know, the world's crazy around me, but I can come into my closet and it is. Zen. I feel that into my soul because if my closet is a shit show, I feel like my life is a shit yes. show and it's a direct reflection of both. So I'm like, clean up your closet and then it'll get your life in order. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I hate Rachel Hollis, but it's like not girl wash your face. It's girl clean your closet. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, that's what I've been doing. Super exciting. Very well. Hey, that's, I mean... The highlight of my weekend was going to my kids' fall festival, and I almost had a panic attack when I was there because I was like, I don't like running around with other people's children that much. Oh, yeah, I can get It's that. not that great. I didn't no. love it. Yeah. No. I mean, I like my kids' friends, but outside of that, I'm like, there's too many unchaperoned children here <laughs> running <laughs> around with cotton candy and snow cones. And I was in my new Daniel Ricardo sweatshirt, and I was like, I swear, oh if any gosh. of you get a fingerprint on this, I'll take you down. If someone spills a slushie on that Daniel Ricardo sweatshirt i don't i don't even love daniel ricardo and i would fight a child it was it was uh so i was a little bit anxious and also hungry because the lines to the food trucks were longer than like the people making the food so i was like i gotta go gotta get it here well we sound just like you know know. super fun (laughs) (laughs) crazy interesting thanks for tuning into this podcast guys right i know this is what happens when we don't have a race you guys we have to really fill the time (laughs) fall apart at the seams Speaking of a race, though, before yeah. we talk about the one this week, mm-hmm. after Turkey is Austin. Austin. And we are going. We're coming for you, Texas. And I cannot wait. Whoop, whoop. I can barely contain my excitement. I mean, my grin right now is the same size as it is when I talk about Lewis and Daniel. Like, it's yes, so, big. so big. I cannot wait. <laughs> I had to book travel for some people for work, and I was on the Delta website, where, and it kept being like, saying, 16 days until your trip. And I was like, Yes, I cannot wait. (laughs) 
and then I got distracted and had to do work. But I just kept wanting to go back and I want a little like mental countdown so I know exactly how many days. We can do one on our stories. We can do a countdown. We should do that. If you're going to Austin, will you drop into our DMs and let us know? Because maybe we can all grab a drink or meet up in the, you know, at the race or something. We'll have a a pit crew, you know, happy hour. A pit crew pit stop. Oh, I love alliteration, Danielle. This is it. That's it. A pit crew pit stop. Let's do it. Oh, this is so fun. So anyways, I'm just so excited for Austin. Big October. Yes. We're going to see Heather McMahon, (gasps) an F1 fan, queen icon legend. She talked about F1 today on her podcast. I don't know if you listened to the newest episode. Yeah. Yeah, She talks about herself being a Formula One driver. And I was like, (gasps) our worlds are all colliding. It's so amazing. Yeah. So we're going to that. Well, we did buy that VIP meet and greet. So maybe we can. We're going to need your help, you guys. Just put it out into the universe Mm -hmm. that Heather and Danielle and Shannon are going to be together. And we're going to talk F1. We're going to talk F1. And we're going to get her on the podcast. Yes. Yes. Let's do it. Manifesting. We're doing it. Yeah, I can't wait. That's great. So, yeah, next time we talk about off the grid, hopefully will be a little bit more exciting. Yeah. Hopefully we'll have big news. Just manifest it. Manifest yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. Okay. Okay. Any, uh, do we want to do favorites now or do that at the I end? I feel like favorites are a little bit later. Okay. Yeah, we can do we're going to hit the, the favorite team. Yes. Favorites. We're going to do favorites. Uh, we're going to start with a little breakdown of the Istanbul Park, which is the racetrack of the Turkish Grand Prix, however we want to say it. Um, And then we're going to go into one of our deep dives that we keep getting asked to do, which is the logistics of Formula One. I am so excited to talk about this because there's nothing I love more than weird things that you have to transport. I just find it fascinating. Do you have a second career lined up in logistics? I think I do. They could probably use you. I hear all the ships out there. They're tearing up pipelines. They're <laughs> they really, got all of our Christmas presents on them. They need, we need me. Some, they need you out there figuring exactly. it out. I also think about like transporting a racehorse and like oh, the yeah. world, you know, that's a global sport. So I'm like, how do you get a racehorse around the world? And I went down that deep rabbit hole and I was like. Oh, you did that too? I did. Wow. <laughs> You've been really doing some research. I've actually, I did that one a long time ago because because one of my um, daughters is very horse obsessed and she's like, how do they travel? Like do, how do they get the horses across the country and how do they get them like around the world? And I was like, well, across the country, don't they just go on a truck? Yeah. They truck? usually just go on a truck, but yeah. sometimes like from California to Florida, like they'll they fly, they'll fly them. Mm-hmm. So that was one that I was like, actually, I don't know the answer to that. So let's look it up. Well, and now I know, you know, UPS is here. Maybe they're hiring. <laughs> it's actually, I will, we'll get into that, but it's, okay. they don't use UPS. They don't. Well, Formula One uses DHL, don't they? They do. I heard, I, the only reason I know that is because I listened to Daniel Ricardo on the Smartless podcast. Did you love it? I once again found him to be more, I, I enjoyed the Smartless hosts much more than I enjoyed Dak Shepard. Oh, for sure. They, Although Will Arnett and Dak Shepard are kind of the same. Yeah. They both really like to hear themselves talk. Did yes. you know he's the voice of the Reese's commercial? Yeah. He's the voice of like a ton of, of things. All the things. Yeah. Um, but I did listen to Daniel Ricard on that and they were talking about the logistics of it mm-hmm. and he talked about DHL, but I also didn't realize that Jason Bateman was so into racing. Yeah. I mean, he's been to two Monaco's. Yeah. That's insane. Maybe we should manifest them being on our podcast too. I would legit fall on the floor. I feel like if- we need more than 286 <laughs> Instagram followers for that, but you know, you have to start somewhere. Listen, started from the bottom. Now exactly. we're here. Small dreams turn into <laughs> big realities. <laughs> so, okay, let's talk Turkish Grand Prix. 
Turkish Grand Prix. Which also sounds like something that you get in Narnia in one of those what are they, Turkish delights. <laughs> I think that's a rash you get. No, it's not. There's kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was trying to make it a joke. It, you didn't go that way. So that's no. fine. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's candy. Sure. Okay. <laughs> All right, Shannon, tell us about it. Okay. So what do you need to know about this race? Well, my first fact is um this is where lewis hamilton clinched his seventh world title last year do, 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 do. <laughs> that does not count to my lewis minute okay no no okay. i'm not i'm I just not reading s- i'm just reading facts <laughs> <laughs> I, I i'm not i have never even started a timer for I you i just want it to be in the back of your mind what's oh, there uh but this track is a multiple apex track and, and Shannon tell us what a multiple apex is because I had to ask her this earlier <laughs> and then my eyes crossed a little as she explained it to me okay so the apex is the middle point of the inside line around a corner at which a driver's aim that they aim their car so when you're rounding a corner you've got it you can't just like take a curve all the way into a curve so you've got to kind of create like a straight line at some or a line of some point that is the apex of the curve. So Basically like, where you break, like your breaking point? Some people can break in it. Some people are like late breakers into the curve and they will accelerate to get out of it. So it kind of depends on your driving style. tactics and your style to depend on how are you going to handle a curve and essentially how are you going to handle the apex of the curve. Got it. Now, what's interesting about Turkey is that turn one has a downhill plunge and it has this sharp downhill left-hander immediately after the first straightaway. Ooh. I know. So it's going to be really exciting to see like the first turn is going to be downhill. So it's a blind turn. You have no idea what's going to happen at the bottom. Oh, I know. And what if something weird happens in qualifying and like we have someone unexpected at the front of the grid? Exactly. Ooh. I know. Oh, that's what I'm, this okay. is a lot right. of, you know, drama that can suspense is going to be building yeah. as soon as, you know, quality start. Um, but the most exciting point to this race is turn eight. Eight, where this is where the most action happens on the track. And it does have a nickname as called the Diabolical, mm. is what it's called, because um, it is the longest corner of the season at 640 meters, which is about 2,100 feet long. This is 12% of the length of the lap around the 3.4 oh, wow. mile track. Yes, it takes roughly eight and a half seconds to make it through the turn. And drivers should be expected to hit three to four apexes. So we just talked about the apex just right. a minute ago. So there's going, it's a very long turn and you've got plenty of opportunities to, to move, move around, around. It. But it's very hard to overtake in turn eight. So if it happens, it's going to be a very skillful driver and it's probably going to be like, you know, yeah, Max like and the, Lewis like battle it out. The wheels are going to be close. Yeah. Um, I'm interested because, you know, during qualifying, they always show you, um, or even just at the beginning of the race, they'll be like in 2017, like in yeah. this turn here was when so-and-so I'm interested to see that for this race to get some of those historical Yes. Yeah, so what battles. they're probably going to do is there's, um, a, a crash that happened with Michael Schumacher in turn eight of Istanbul. Um, so I'm sure that that will be something that we hear a lot like in the coverage of this race, but there have been several accidents that do happen there. And it's one of the most entertaining points to sit at in like if you're in turn eight if you have of the grandstands, yeah. like that's kind of where you want to be for this race. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, but hopefully we're, you know, we don't get any like big crashes that hurt yeah, anybody. No. But um, 
I, it'll be interesting if Lewis and Max are battling it out, what these corners yeah, look like, what it, these turns are going to... It's going to be pretty tricky. Uh, I have a, a, a cool graphic that Red Bull put out because this is a very um, Red Bull-influenced track, Got if it. you will. They do Historically, they do really well here. Um, I was going to ask you that. Like, who's the... Yeah, but Alex um, Albin, which is weird because he put it out in 2021, even though he signed... Um, yeah, but he's still under contract with Red Bull right now. Yeah. Okay. I've got some things about that one too. Although I don't know if I'm going to say it on this episode because it's going to make for a great reel. But oh, I, found, yeah. I found a, a story on this that uh, I need to investigate more before I actually present it on the podcast. Um, but if any overtaking is going to ha- happen, it usually happens on turn 12 where it's a very fast turn and um drivers can reach the speeds up to 200 miles per hour oh yeah wow. I know. Turn. so it's gonna be it's a fast track but it's also the um the chicane yeah i was about to say are we gonna get to use some terminology we are I, yes this i is was a, about to mention the chicane the yeah. chicane on this track is going to be top notch and we're going to see a lot of turns a lot of apexes maybe see some overtaking so i'm actually very excited for that uh, well i wasn't i didn't really know what to expect and yes. now i'm excited i don't do they have did they cover this race on drive to survive i'm thinking that they maybe didn't probably because of turkey's questionable human rights records it could and be. weird situation yeah i know it's kind of one of those like i'm not excited for it to be in turkey i'm just excited for, for the, the actual race. like race yeah. of like getting to know the track i'm like interesting yeah okay i don't like your locale but i like your you know (laughs) i just don't remember ever seeing this one on the show and part of me thinks that maybe the production crew skipped over this one maybe yeah i don't know i mean kind of like what they did with russia we just saw like a picture of the kremlin and then the race results and i was like yeah that was interesting maybe there's some sort of issues with getting all the people like visas and yeah, that's interesting. That, you know, international. Yeah, I would, um, because you're so good at dramatic readings. Oh, I love one. <laughs> if you wouldn't mind. Um, I do have a, a quote from Lewis Hamilton that gives detailed narration of what happens in turn eight. So mm-hmm. if, if you wouldn't mind, Daniel. Oh, yes, I would love to. It's in to. the italicized font. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, hold on. Let me get into my, I can't do a British accent appropriately, <laughs> but I would love to do. As our Queen Icon legend, um, Heather McMahon says it's, oh, it's rattle, 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 bang. bang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still am not going to commit to it. <laughs> okay. I respect the British people too much. Okay. You enter it on full throttle. And once it, it oh, hold on. Sorry, I got to start over again. I need, maybe I should have prepped this. You guys, maybe I should prepare for this podcast. If you want to read it, I can cut out what's before this. That's fine. Oh, do you want me to, do you want me to say the defending champion, Lewis Hamilton, gave a more detailed narration of what happens at the turn? You enter it on full throttle. And once in, it is a corner where you are continuously building up lateral G-force. And you really have to be quite precise with the line that you take. It is also important how much minimum speed you carry through the whole corner as you carry it all the way down the next straight. Okay, but like, honestly, Lewis, why did that have to sound so like, (laughs) that wasn't really great for, I need, I need pettier. I need less. I need my detailed, I mean, I need my um, dramatic, dramatic readings. readings to be more petty, okay. trash talking, and less British people explaining things because they they are so much more um, polished than they are your polished. girl Danielle is. <laughs> I know my, know my faults and my weaknesses. That wasn't my best dramatic reading, and I apologize to our audience in advance for that. Well, you know, I, I, I was hoping that it was, you were going to be a dramatic reading of Lewis Hamilton talking shit about somebody. Oh, no. I was just giving you his 
detailed narration of how to take the turn. Because the turn is the drama, not the Lewis. The drama is not the turn. The drama is the people racing in the turn. But the turn has the name, the nickname of being hellish. Well, it's fine. But I want some hellish activity. Maybe that's for next week. We'll Hopefully, get some hellish. You know, you know who's <laughs> always good for some petty drama is some Max Verstappen. And you know he's got some quotes. Also, I'm sorry. I just got, you know, this is a train of thought. Yeah. But did you see that picture that they've been posting? Like, is that Max Verstappen, the one of the guy at yeah, the gas it's station? not Max Verstappen. Okay. I looked at that and I could immediately tell you it's not him. It's he, he, A, he's too tall. Max is not that tall. How tall is Max? Well, that's we're gonna have to Google that and figure that out. But he's not as tall as that character was. Uh, Max doesn't smoke. Well, maybe he just likes a party sig. I don't know, but he's not doing it while he's pumping gas in his car. That's for no, sure. No, I was yeah. That, so I was like, true. I'm debunking this. I didn't okay. love it, and he looked way too disheveled. Not that Max. Even when Max is polished in pictures, I am always I tilt my head. Like you know when you ask your dog something and your dog's like. Hmm? Like, I feel like that's always how I look at Max Verstappen. I'm like, hmm. I don't know. I just don't get him. Okay. I just wanted to. Oh, and speaking of um, debunking things, yes. last week's episode, um, I said that Lawrence Stroll had no points. He already has eight points. Remember how I told you if you yes. get to 12 points, you can't rate, you lose penalty a race. Points. Mm-hmm. He has eight penalty points currently. So there is a chance he could have so many points that he can't race. He loses a race. I mean, that we've got enough races left in yeah. the tank for him to technically get enough to not have the to last. To miss a race. Yeah. Maybe he misses out on the last one. Um, speaking of, okay, I'm going on a real tangent. Sorry, I told you you were driving the bus, but I'm really just letting my <laughs> tangential thoughts. I need to take your bus card away. <laughs> you may need to mute me. Um, did you see how beautiful Lance Stroll's girlfriend is? At the James Bond premiere, so many yes. F1. There were so many F1 people there. Yeah. Uh, and his girlfriend was is stunning. Absolutely stunning. Stunning. Yes. I did a... I didn't love the blazer, but she's stunning. No, um, she didn't wear the blazer. Oh, who was the, the blazer? The blazer was um, uh, Russell, George Russell's girlfriend. Oh, yeah. She was yeah. also beautiful. She was also gorgeous. Had that white blazer on. Yeah. I was like, she's too pretty that for chilly? that blazer. Maybe it could be chilly. Yeah, but dude. Yeah. I didn't love the the blazer combo with that dress, but she is top notch. But Lance Stroll's girlfriend is incredibly beautiful. Yes, she is. Like stunning. Mm -hmm. And so is Max Verstappen's girlfriend. Yeah, but Kelly Paquette. That's a whole whole thing. We need to do a Wags. Yeah. There's a whole um, account for that too. F1 Wags. They're funny. I don't know who runs that account, but there are people. Yeah, I was like, I like these people. <laughs> Sorry, I went off on a tangent, but that That's was okay. that was a very exciting moment. I was glad that the F one people got to attend that Bond premiere. Yeah. I was too. They, that's what they were doing off the grid. They were doing that off the grid. They we had way more exciting off the grid than we did. We were at a fall festival and cleaning the closet. They were <laughs> at a black tie movie premiere with the prince and princess. Also, Kate's dress uh, was the showstopper stunning. of the evening. You know I love a red carpet, and then you put Formula One on a red carpet, and I thought my little head was going to pop right off my body. Yeah, I was surprised that Lewis was not there, but... He was filming. F- filming what? I don't know, but I saw he, he was tapping his shoes in a story, and there was a camera in front of him, and it said, filming. 
So I don't know what he was filming. He couldn't make it out. I, I, but I did read a, um, a Vogue article. I don't know if that was what he was filming. I don't know. You know how Vogue Mm -hmm. does those like shorts, um, about his, uh, time at the Met Gala and like what that meant to him and that sort of thing. So I don't know if that coincided with the Bond thing or if that was Netflix filming. I don't know. I just saw a little toe tap and he's filming and I was like, look at Lewis. I was just surprised. He's busy. He loved, I know maybe he was just sharing the spotlight. You oh, never know. Okay. <laughs> all right. Next topic. Moving right along to our next topic is one that we get all the time. How do they transport the cars and how do they set up the paddocks? What the hell? Because How do they move the circus? How do they move the circus? Danielle, that is the title of this episode. I think you've just given <laughs> it to us. I love it. You're welcome. Um, so this was really interesting because like you mentioned before, DHL is the official sponsor of Formula One. And they have these giant cargo planes that they use to transport the cars. But what I want to talk about first is if they can transport the cars by the road, then that's what they prefer to do because obviously it's a lot cheaper. So I'm just going to give you a little detailed account of what that looks like when they have to transport the cars for road transportation. Uh, they're boxed up and transported with all the aero packaging removed. The cars are placed on an elevated... What is that? Wait, what is the aero packaging? I'm not really sure. Okay. Okay. Um, the cars are placed <laughs> on an elevated platform inside the truck and cushioned in order to prevent any movement or damage. And in my head, I was like, cushioned? Do they use bubble wrap? They do. They do use bubble wrap. I did find that. What? I know, right? I just imagine them getting put into one of those like special gift boxes. You know how like um, they shipped the fragile leg on uh, the Christmas story? Yeah. <laughs> like they use the crowbar to open it up. In my head, that's what it was too. In my head, it's like one of those um, when you get like a perfume and it's wedged into the box and it yeah. just the box, like all the styrofoam is or the, you know, it's cut perfectly around them. Right. That's what I imagine. Well, it. it's lifted. They, they put it into this box and then they lift it up so that like it's on like this elevated platform so that it doesn't get like the bumps from things like yeah yeah, jarring into it so it's more stable to be in the air versus on the ground and i thought that was very interesting yeah um all of the equipment required for the race weekend cars spare parts tools and are loaded into the trucks the tires fuel and other equipment are transported separately Separately by local partners and technical Wait, they transport the fuel? Wouldn't you just get fuel from where? No, you don't get fuel because you don't want to risk the opportunity for somebody to mess up your fuel. Oh, mm. oh, like espionage. Right. right. Did you watch Cars 2? <laughs> it was, that was exactly what I thought. I was like, oh, they spiked the fuel. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting to me. I just would assume that they just hit up like their local BP. No, because Patronus Gas, who is the sponsor of Red Bull, or sorry, not Red Bull, of Mercedes, like that's the only gas that that car will will run on. Run on. Yeah. So they have premium unleaded. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's probably more than 375 a gallon. Probably. I'm going to give or take. Give or take. Maybe like 420. Um, Did you find Mm -hmm. this out? Okay, question. You may be getting there, but when DHL ships this stuff, is it do like does the McLaren stuff get loaded up right next to the Mercedes next to the Williams or does each team I, get its own plane because no. they asked Daniel Ricardo about that and he was on that Smartless podcast and he goes like honestly I have no idea DHL handles all that yeah they I think they do have travel buddies and I think it does go into like if you have similar parts so like for example if Mercedes does your engine then like those get a plane yeah they are paired together yeah so they they do try to 
compact as much as they can. Thank you. Consolidate, not compact. Thank you. (laughs) Like that's that word didn't seem to fit there. Um, But yes, to your point, yes, they do. I don't know specifically like who Red Bull sits beside on the plane. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, They do have a travel buddy. Okay. Um, I'm sure they sit next to Toro Rosso. Yeah, for sure. Or Alphatori. 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 For international or flyaway races, the logistic challenges are trickier. The parts need to be transported are grouped into two types, critical and non-critical. Critical parts include chassis, tires, engines, wings, computers, and IT racks. Non-critical parts include the garage the espresso tools. machine. <laughs> That's actually, we're going to get to that in a minute too, which is fascinating. Um, okay. So this I thought was really cool too, that the non-critical parts are maintained in five sets to be shipped between two global race locations. One set is dispatched to each of the first flyaway races, three of which return to the team HQ. The set from Malaysia goes straight to Canada. The Singapore Grand Prix oh. goes on to Brazil and the Japanese Grand Prix kit goes to Abu Dhabi. Russia, Austria, and Canada each get their own sets directly from HQ. These sets are usually transported via sea. Despite the mode of transport being slower, having multiple sets ensures that the teams can ship them well in advance to receive them on time. So Ah. what was kind of a gift... So you're telling me that they have like six different IT bays or whatever? Yes. Holy. Isn't that nuts? Yes. So I kind of thought of it too, of like you're driving steering wheel like that's like that would go in your carry-on yeah like you're not gonna pack that like yeah. with the crew like yeah. that goes in like secret yeah you hold you know. on to that yeah, right? it's like that's on your underwear. body that's on your body um it, so i was like that's really interesting and um i mean it makes sense for me for like the tools and stuff but the fact that they have like these full computer bays and all this other stuff that they have so many sets of that they just yeah I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And then, um, like, but the espresso machine. How okay, does that get, we get to, from? We get there. Yeah. The uh, like for when you have to go from Singapore to Russia, that really only gives you three days to transport. So that gets to be right. like they don't want to like lose. It's anything. a nightmare for everybody because it's such a tight turnaround. turnaround so yeah. this year when Singapore got canceled, they're like, Woo! they're like, praise be, thank you. This <laughs> is <laughs> so nice. Um, so before we get well, okay. We can get into the, uh, to the... So you're saying all of, like, the stuff that's going to be for America, like, it's on its way already, or it's probably there. hmm Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I know. So I'm going to give you some stats, and then... Well, okay. Let's do this first. Let's go into the brand hospitality centers. Oh, that's what I want to know Because about. that is what we see in the paddocks. And when they transport all of, like, the the mobile offices... Are they just, like made out of the way they are like the storage containers type thing they are they're technically motorhomes oh okay so it's kind of like a transformer where it like it backs in and then you watch it like yeah, unfold and then like the yes. sides come down and my husband and i had this conversation because he's like well there's no way that they travel with all of those because these grand prix are set up and that's like that's the only thing they do these so they have to have those like stationed there so i just was like that's a great point okay i didn't think about that but that is not correct i didn't think so no they they're not set them up every time every single time every t- because they don't want people to plant stuff, stuff. or like listening devices probably exactly. or other because mm-hmm. yeah you got to keep those tight got to keep it tight-lipped so it was interesting because mclaren historically has had this three-story motorhome that is like 
the, oh, yeah. the Taj Mahal mm-hmm. of, you know, transport centers. Right. Um, but they have decided um, to, it's no longer in play. Like they're using a smaller one. This, I think it got introduced in Monaco of this year. Um, but because they're like, we're looking to make things more sustainable and it's not very efficient to travel the world with this three-story motorhome. They're like, we'll just leave it in Silverstone. Right. I was like, now you're going to get a conscience about that? Like, okay. They <laughs> but, were one of the first people to put a lot of money into those though, yeah, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do. Um, but I mean, it has everything from like enough China to do 20 place settings of meals for people. Wow. That's insane. Like you ship that. Here, there, and everywhere. Exactly. I'm like, Wow. wow. Yeah. So I'm going to load up some stories that need that Owen Wilson. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Soundbite right there. (laughs) I'll load on our stories what the uh, the teams each of their little. um, Well, I'm sure brand hospitality centers look like. I'm sure some are nicer than others. They are. And have different things inside of them. I thought this was funny because the um, Alpine one has four like palm trees outside of it. Mm -hmm. And I don't. Remember there being a lot of palm trees in France. Well, in south of France. Yeah, I guess. I just, I don't know. For some reason, I was like, that really made me scratch my head. Out Maybe. of all the things that I was confused upon, I was like, why are there palm trees out, outside of Alpine? Maybe the owner of Alpine <laughs> just loves a... I mean, aesthetically, it's beautiful. It yeah. fits the motif. Well, you know, it's like you know. blue, white, touch of green. I'm like, I I'm see sure it's it. lovely. It's not lost on me. I'm just scratching my head. Well, and do you remember when I told you about how uh, Aston Martin had theirs? They did like the, they wrapped theirs for the James Bond. Oh, maybe that's, but no, Christian Horner was there. I was he's, wondering. It's because I think he's British and James Bond is British. Yeah. Well, I think that's why he probably got an invite. Well, I know, but I guess that's why like Lance Stroll and Lawrence Stroll were on there too. But they did like wrapped that their whole hospitality center and like James Bond stuff. And I said, this is the perfect yeah. brand to do it. Sponsorship. They've got the, I mean, they got the, the real deal when it comes to sponsorships. Oh yeah. It's premium. I'm like, okay. Okay. So Lance. premium. So a couple of fun facts that DHL has provided us with. Um, they estimate on average, each team ships the equivalent weight of eight elephants per race. Oh my gosh. That's two tons. No wonder that you can't get DHL in the United States <laughs> any, like barely because they're too busy. They're busy. Shipping all those elephants. <laughs> exactly. I wonder when they come to my house and I have like a pair of pants from Sheen. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> like they that only, little yeah. zip pouch. They're like, that was not. That's not it. That was like a toenail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An elephant toenail. <laughs> um, so each team is reported to transport 50 tons of cargo per year. Shoo. Which cost upwards of $8 million. Oh, my gosh. Just in logistics. Yeah. And that's each team. Mm-hmm. Wow. DHL Cargo travels almost 1,300, no, 132,000 kilometers over the course of a season in up to six or seven Boeing 747 cargo planes per event. Wow. Right? That's see, that's the one right there. Mm-hmm. Six or seven cargo planes. Yes, per event. Per event. Yikes! Up that to- is no wonder the sport's so expensive. This is the most insane. Like, good thing they got that sponsorship, right? But I need to know, like DHL, where are you getting this money? Where'd your money come from? I mean, I'm sure they're getting paid that's to expensive. do some of it, but eight they- million dollars a year. They definitely give them a discount so that they can slap that logo on some stuff. Wow. 
Yeah. Over three, or I'm sorry, up to 300 trucks head from race to race. If you put them all together, they'd make a convoy of longer than five kilometers. Wow. Mm-hmm. Over a season, teams ship 660 tons of air freight and 500 tons of sea freight, the equivalent of 165 elephants, if that's your preferred scale of measurement. How do you think that this, uh, like, shipping issues, I mean, I think that those shipping issues are worldwide. Like, yeah. do you think that that's affected any of this? Would... Do you think that they've moved more stuff to air travel as opposed to sea? Well, I I mean... Or I guess if you send it out know. far enough. I'm just saying, like, all those... there's all these shipping issues there's only so many canals you can travel right like it's not like the sea is just open for any which way you want to go i think that there's like documented place that you have to go yeah but i'm just saying like i know that there's that's a big you know hot button issue or whatever wondering if that's affecting them at all when we sit down with our first team principal that will be our first question maybe we could find someone from dhl to talk to (gasps) Yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. Manifest it. I will. Mm. <laughs> Manifesting right now. There's around 100 people involved in the logistics overall, including people from DHL, team personnel, and locals to each event who aid in the operation. See, I feel like that number seems low. Only 100? I mean, I believe you. I'm not <laughs> doubting <Yeah>. your figures. <laughs> I would have just assumed it was more people. Yeah. I don't know. It does kind of... Well, seems silly, but yeah. Thank you for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. I needed, that was a need to know. That was a need to know. Um, yeah. I, so I found, I was like, this is is exciting. We'll put all of these websites so you can go deeper down this rabbit hole if you choose to do so. But I just find this to be like. Super interesting. So interesting. What I want to see is, you know, when like, um. They do this at the Staples Center a lot when they reset the arenas from yes. like a football or not from from a basketball game to like a hockey and they sw- a concert and they switch it all so quickly and you see those time lapsed videos where yeah. they they take it down and they put it back up. I would love to see a time lapsed video of them like taking everything down, packing it up, and then like the process. Yeah, kind of following that journey of what goes into packing up the team like after a race so it takes eight hours to break down the garage and paddock from the time a race ends until they put it on a truck to go to the next race it's eight hours yeah they need someone to time lapse video they do actually we had a a lovely pit crew member send us a video um and i if it was you thank you for sending that i watched it about six times but i cannot seem to find whom sent us that and I'm I would love to give you the shout out of like thank you so much because it was very interesting well okay, I, so, thank you friend Shannon responded <laughs> to that one I haven't seen it yet so yeah I'm can't wait to check it out deep dive like Danielle you gotta find it because it is really interesting and uh I think on Botas's um stories this week he had like a little thing about him sipping coffee and I think that's his tradition like once the Mercedes um branded hospitality center is set up like that's what he does oh, he and goes. i was like look at you having your cafe what's gonna happen when he has to leave that behind i'm sure they're gonna give him a nice little cup of coffee that's another um deep dive that we should do i mean i don't think we would ever be able to find or access these but like what's on the driver's riders like what do they get in their 
I know. Like, you yes. know, do they have like only pur- purple Skittles or like Hasbro gummies Ooh. or like, I mean, I guess they don't eat those because they're like so health conscious, but you know, like six right. almost ripe bananas or something <laughs> like weird like that, that they, yeah, I feel like each of them would probably. Have. I also want to know like, what is their post season meal? Like what's that first thing that oh, you're yeah. eating as soon as you no longer have to zip up that suit? Yeah. When you can just let it let loose. Let it go. I did listen on that Smartless episode where they asked if they like hung out with each other. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, not really. He's like, I mean, we may like go to a party together, but it's not. Did you hear his response? And I was like, oh, they're not friends. Um, I think it I think was... Carlos and Charles are. So if I anyone, do too. So. Yeah. I think they're friends. Um, and they're going to stay friends in my head forever. <laughs> so people need to not try and break that up for me. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think it was on that podcast where he asked, somebody asked about Max Verstappen and, um, they said something about like having like, is it like a good vibe or I don't know. It was something to that extent. Well, they did ask him if you're like good friends with any of the, or he's like, there's some characters, but you're the best character. And I rolled my eyes at Will Arnett like, okay. (laughs) And and they're like, but you're by far the most likable, but there's definitely some unlikable people. And he was like, yeah, but I'm not going to talk about that. Yeah. But he didn't, he did allude to um, Max being like a, a cutthroat, like, He's like, what you've heard is true type yeah. things. I can't remember the exact quote. And I'm sorry, I can't stand when I do that on air when I'm like, I know it's something, but I can't remember it. And I <laughs> I know this thing, but I actually don't. No, but I don't. So, well, sorry. We could pull it and we could put it on <laughs> Instagram. Figure it out. But yeah. Oh, and also I did get, we will be trying to post more of like audio clips on our Instagram. I know that that's something we should be doing. Yeah. It's just, there's, I know that we all have 24 hours like Beyonce, but sometimes they... Sometimes I lose track of them. Same, same, same. I just sometimes it's a, sometimes it's a win. Sometimes it's not. Yeah, you know. That's and okay. speaking of wins and losses, mm-hmm. let's get to our uh, fan favorites. Fan Who's favorites. the winners? Yes. And who are the? This was a. I was actually very surprised in the amount that this team was represented in a in a very pleasant way. I was pleasantly surprised. I'll say that. Oh, about I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you'll know once you pull it up. You'll, well, I, you'll and that's get what it. we said. We said that there was a lot of, you know, you can have a favorite driver, but mm-hmm. totally unrelated to your favorite team. Exactly. Um, and I think that that was pretty well represented in our responses, which we got tons of responses. I think this is the most responses yet. Yeah, this was like I feel like all 286 of our followers um, <laughs> sent in their understood favorites. the assignment and <laughs> and the overwhelming favorite i mean pretty much was mclaren yeah yeah i love that so as know, a mercedes girl i mean that's there my was team, a ton, but it I was mclaren and mercedes a lot of people were in your same boat a mm-hmm. lot of them were team half mercedes half they're in a mercedes hat daniel ricardo sweatshirt just like you hey you, it's a great way to live your life i live in a you know you can be both in my life so you can dual purpose all the way through you know you can be both well that's what i like about f1 is you can have a favorite team but it's not as divisive correct as as like most team sports yes like it's not like you hate the other team you're just like they're just not my team right but you have a respect yeah and there's rivalries but it's not like as As cutthroat yes as like you know a football yeah like se johns 86 said Ferrari, but quickly becoming McLaren. 
surprise. I like it. Ferrari's so great. SE John's 86, just stay stay on board. Stay all red. Uh, you can go papaya. It's cool. AJ Herf, <laughs> 320. McLaren, but Ferrari is a close second. Both teams have great potential with fun drivers. And I agree yes. with that wholeheartedly. Like I, I think the think future of both of those teams is going to be really um interesting and fun to watch 100% agree with you on that like the development there is really well positioned for the future yes uh not as many red bull but they're they're in there Mm -hmm. i'm here for greg brandon 1971 saying alpine just exactly know what you love i i appreciate that now do you think that he also loved renault and that he's carried over if he's just new you know i would like to know and i think we talked about this on the last episode of like whatever happened to cyril i mean i need to know i need to know as well i think he's doing okay i hope so i'm sure he's rich do you think he ever got that tattoo i don't yeah i think he probably did what did he what did daniel call it a tat a tat he (laughs) had some weird name for it and i was like oh that's sick um Meg Han Texas or TX McLaren. Ooh, Meg, you gonna be in Austin? Uh, <laughs> McLaren. I love a comeback story, and they all have great energy. I would, I would agree with that. I agree. My girl Jenna Buda, Scuderia. The Ferrari. The, she's in the Tifosi Scuderia Ferrari for life. You know Tifosi. I do. I mean, listen, I love a red car. Just not as much as I like. The, I'm the not papaya. gonna say their name because I don't want to put her on blast. But someone said McLaren. Or all of the above. If you say Red Bull, you're a sociopath. (laughs) (laughs) But then right underneath of it, Red Bull, duh. Like, um, Mrs. H. Compton one said Red Bull. I love that they are giving Mercedes a run for the money and the Christian, the drama slash Christian. And I agree with that too. I love the renewed energy. Yes. And how about Christian Horner stirring the pot with Toto this week? Oh my gosh, I live. Nothing gets me more well or is more exciting than Toto getting wound up. I'm like, oh yeah. He's just like poking the bear all day, every day. Loves to poke. Um, Yeah. I mean, uh, B. Canestar. I'm going to get this wrong. B. Canes. I don't know. Sorry. I'm butchering this, but (laughs) McLaren, this is for you. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is for you. Love Danny Rick and sweet little Lando. I know Danielle will love that. (laughs) I'm sorry for butchering your username. Um, I love sweet little Lando. Well, but not Danny Rick. Oh, listen. but she really got both of us there. She so did. It's fine. She did. I appreciate that. Um, I totally agree with Haley G. Howells, Mercedes and McLaren, but have a total soft spot for Williams. I agree. I have a total soft spot, spot yeah. for Williams. And we've loved Williams since, you know, the days of Claire really trying to run that company and it just kind of got away from her. Yeah. Although, you as, know, as things as can. Things, it can. It can. I do agree with that. And I think. Claire was trying to do it all, and sometimes it's hard. I think she just needed a better support team that Mm -hmm. was better in directing her strengths, which wasn't necessarily, like, leading the ship. Well, I think that she... I honestly think if she was still there, she'd be doing great. They needed an influx of money, and I feel like she helped set that up, but then she kind of was like, I'm tapped out. I can't do anymore. Yes, I agree. I mean, Um, but you know what she bailed out when she knew her limits? She's like, I I just cannot do this anymore. And I respect that. But I'm here for the Williams come up. I am too. I love it. You, you, oh, it's going to be good. Uh, they're the so underdog good. I want to root for. Agreed. Although I don't know what, you know, how it's going to change, how I feel about that next year when they don't have George Russell. Like, do you think you'll feel as 
Well, th- what they're getting, though, is an Alex Albin. So that's... And I don't feel like he has the same level of charisma mm. and charm. Oh, are you agreeing disagree. to disagree? Okay. Disagree. Okay. Yeah. Disagree. But I just think that. I think that maybe it's because that's how you like I was introduced to Williams. So I'm just attached to that. But I just feel like George Russell embodies like the Williams persona, like that that's British stoicism, but also like, I don't know, he has like that quiet dignity. I don't know. I just like, yeah, I, he does definitely have the demeanor. I mean, he fits the part incredibly right. well. Like he is a spokesperson. That, I feel like he's central casting of what Williams was looking for. Yes, I do agree with you with that I think what we're going to see with Alex is going to be you're going to get a Red Bull racer in a Williams car which is going to be interesting to see how he pulls that off um, but again man I, don't, I mean I don't trust Alex but I'm excited to watch him race okay I'll say that here for that okay. uh, Anna Isabella said team Red Bull love and hate how cutthroat they can be with their drivers and that's a great it's yeah, true. It is true. It's you're on the chopping block like all day, every day. I feel like. Yeah. It's kind of like one of those rowdy football coaches that's going to get in your face if you like drop the ball and it's like, what are you doing out well, there? Well, it's kind of like the <laughs> Alabama football mentality of how like every player behind you is just as good, if not better. So like you got to stay right on your game because there's always someone waiting in the wings to take your spot. And I feel like that's kind of the mentality that they have also. Yeah. Except those spots are much smaller and come right, with a there's... larger purse. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just <laughs> saying that suitcase full of money. <laughs> but that's the same way of like if you're not gonna like we don't have time for your nonsense. Exactly. Like it's either get on the podium or get out. And well yeah. And don't crash your car into the wall. Love um S brand six fifteen just saying Ferrari um fire drivers obviously and she said <laughs> I look good in red. So and I I respect that. You know. Root for a team that, you know, fits your colors. <laughs> right. It's easier on your wardrobe. Yeah. It's an easy transition. But lots of Mercedes McLaren. Um, yeah, some Red Bulls thrown in there. I just, you know, McLaren because Daniel, hard eye emoji, and sweet baby Lando. Also, Zach, Chelsea Bremer threw that one in. And Chelsea, I agree with you. I love all three of those. It's great. Yeah, but only one Alpine. Not a single... No um, Alfatories. No. Well, actually, we did Any have one Romeos? Ferrari number one and McLaren close behind because duh. And special shout out to Alfatori. I'm here for that special shout out. Yeah. But no um, Alfa Romeo. Speaking of Alfatori, did you see Pierre Gasly out on the town in Paris on oh. his stories? Pierre Gasly is. Don't have gang signs or something? I was like, what's he doing in there? What's he doing? Pierre Gasly does, does well on the interwebs. He, he's, yes. he's using social media mm-hmm. very well. He's, you know who's not? Daniel Ricardo needs to post more, other than his like three songs a week thing. Him? Yeah, he barely okay. posts. I feel like. Hmm. Maybe he knows you don't like him, so he didn't come up in Maybe your I'm blocked. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm you're blocked. blocked because I see him all the time. Also, I need to have more of these drivers on other people's podcasts. Like, why is Daniel Ricardo's publicist getting him on these podcasts, and why can't my people? Like, why isn't Lewis Hamilton on this? Why isn't they all speak English? Yeah, that's a that's a really great question. I think maybe Daniel just says yes. Okay. And also he, I mean, he makes, you know you're going to get entertainment out of him. Like some of these, have you seen George Russell in interviews? Yeah, he's a little it's boring. Hard. It's like, yeah. okay, come on, come on. And even Verstappen at that, it's like, well, I he agree, can't bother to be what there. What about Kimmy? Kimmy's the cutest. 
Kimmy's probably like, I ain't got time. And he, for that. But he he definitely doesn't have time. He doesn't give a shit. That's true. Um, what about Sergio Perez? I feel like he would be. I don't know. Maybe he's a little. Yeah, I don't think he really gives a shit either. Yeah. I think uh, he also. I think spends a lot of his time with his family, which I yeah. respect. Yeah. Love and respect that. Um, yeah. So I mean, I think I, I think Daniel just makes for entertaining. You know, media. Okay. What about Lando? You know, Lando's got to be great. He's obviously fluent in English. He is fluent in English, but I I do think. Um, have you seen him on some interviews too, though? Like sometimes he's just a little not polished, but it, he's right. just green. He is green, but I think that doesn't translate well in like a maybe audio he just setting. needs an opportunity to really let him. His Lando, you come shine. sit in this. It sit in the closet. <laughs> it, it it opens you up. You feel so comfortable here. We'll help you. We'll yeah. guide you into your podcast journey. We'll be like your big sisters holding your hand. I would love to be his land. big sister because you know his dad's like one of the richest people in the world. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not. Like, did you know? <laughs> did you know? That's my did you know? That's your, did you know? Yeah. His dad is one of the like richest people in Great Britain. And yeah, hold on. Okay. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is because I've Googled it many a time and he's V rich. Like, crazy rich because I was looking him up once because I and I saw the thing about how someone asked if his family was if he was named after uh Lando Calrissian from (laughs) Star Trek I mean from Star Wars anyways is Lando Norris from a rich family uh it is true that Lando Norris comes from a rich family given the wealth of his father Adam Norris he retired at 36 his dad oh had sold his pension company and with that amassed a fortune of about $250 million. Um, he's so super rich. Did daddy fund the go-kart that Lando just I'm came sure. out with? Because that thing oh, is so yeah, yeah. I did see that and I was like, that's impressive. Yeah. Um, drivers from rich. This is a. I think they, I mean, a lot of them come from wealth. Yes. But he's from like a, a very, Ultra. yeah, like super rich. He's in the top percent of that top one it says in simple terms it is true that Lando Norris comes from a rich family given the wealth of his father and his his father is one of Bristol okay Bristol's richest man okay not Great Britain's but Bristol's richest men and the 501st richest in the country so wow yeah I mean anytime you can retire at 36 wait 501st yeah, I like didn't realize you couldn't make the cut. Like <laughs> you, you said, five hundred two is like, oh man, yeah, oh, so close. <laughs> He's now helping others by investing over a hundred million dollars into startup companies through his Glastonbury-based Horatio Investments. So hmm. there you go. Okay, well, thank you, Danielle, for enlightening us with that. Did you know fact? Yeah, I appreciate I've that. Been, I've been holding on to that one. <laughs> the perfect time. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, well, this has been very fun. This has been so fun. I feel like we got, we got so much new knowledge. We did. Now I'm primed and ready for the Turkish Grand Prix. Same. Um, going to keep my eyes peeled on turn eight. Oh yeah. Turn eight. Can't mm-hmm. wait for interviews. Don't think there's going to be a lot of drama. We don't Probably know. lots of questions about Talando about how sad he still is, but oh, otherwise, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it feels like we're going in with a fresh start. With a fresh tank of super expensive gas that got here that on they, a very large plane. That they brought from home. <laughs> they brought from home. Just that was a I think that's my biggest takeaway that they brought the gas from home. They are not filling up. No. Okay. That's a lot of gas. Well. I just you know, again, I know what happens when I lose my luggage and I get to some place, I get pissed. Like what happens if the plane loses a tire? 
That's that's above our pay grade. I know, man. I guess right. I have questions, so many questions. We got to find a DHL pit crew. If you know a DHL person that could help us out, we really were, you know, we're into this kind of thing. We really are. <laughs> I love a, a niche within a niche. Well, it's time for us to box box. It's been a great episode. Get excited for the race this weekend, and we will be back with a full re- race recap next week. Push, 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 push. push.